This is your captain speaking. We are beginning our descent into madness. of the Rockies. I'm Frank. Thank you guys for sticking around. Tonight, we have a really, really, really cool show. Uh, first of all, let me welcome Ernie. Ernie, how are you doing over there? Good, good. Thanks for having us back. Hey, it's always fun to have... Uh, when Ernie's in the house, always you know fun. there's going to be some real crazy stuff going on. So, that being said, I want to welcome my guest tonight, which I'm really excited to get into some... We're going to talk about some serious stuff tonight, let me tell you. <laughs> My guest tonight is none other than star of the new Paranormal Activity, the Marked Ones, Jorge Diaz. Thank you, sir, for being here. Yo, thank you for having me, Frank. Hey, it's a pleasure. The, m pleasure is all mine, believe me. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy the movie, let nice, me tell you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, 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 with Ernie, we always talk about uh, you know, the, some of the funniest lines and some of the funniest scenes were the ones that in which you were featured and <laughs> you know it was it was a riot uh tell me a little bit uh how did you get involved with paranormal activity well, how did that happen um well i just got an audition just like any other audition uh you know i had that month or any day really and my agent sent me on that we had no idea it was paranormal activity actually mm -hmm. we um got the, we assumed it was something pretty legit or major just because it was at at um at paramount studios oh nice so when I showed up, it was just an improv. I mean, they sent me just the character descriptions. Uh -huh. And I actually originally went in for Jesse's role, which is the guy, you know, who actually gets possessed and everything. Oh, really? But it's so funny. My One of my dear friends who plays my best buddy on um, the Hulu show I do called East Los High, mm -hmm. I ran into him a couple of days before and he goes, hey, he's like, yo, there's this role. It's mm -hmm. for the best friend. It's for this this." The code name for Paranormal Activity, which I think I, I could say now, uh -huh. uh, and even if I can, this will be an exclusive here. It was OT Beach. That was the code name for really? the project. So everyone's like, oh, it's a, it's a movie called OT Beach. We had no idea what it was for. <laughs> and so um, he's like, there's this dude for the best friend. It, that role's yours, man, because it was literally almost the exact same character description as the role Polly that I played for East Side. So, but I went, I got called in for the other guy. So at the at the audition, I'm glad I spoke up because I was like, hey, you know, like, I know I got called in for this Jesse role, but I could bring both energies mm -hmm. for, for the improvised interview, uh, which was Jesse's role was more introverted, like good guy. And the other one was kind of like this, like, you know, like naive, but really yeah. goofy guy, like really out there. <laughs> And I told by I tend to, I just finished a series, you know, I was, uh, it's really similar to this Hector role. Uh -huh. um, I, I think I can have a lot of fun doing it. She goes, um, you know, okay, yeah, record it, let's do that. <laughs> and that night, like at 1030 at night, my manager calls me. She goes, hey, the director wants to meet you tomorrow morning at 10, 10 a.m. We're going to send you like a couple scenes right now. And we're like, okay. So I went in, they did the scene, and they paired me and actually Andrew Jacobs up the very first time together really and they ended up doing all these mix and matches and for it went on for like several weeks and i remember mm -hmm. when I, the final testing process for it, they flew in this kid from like from texas mm -hmm. and i didn't think i was gonna book it and it was it was probably then when i found out it's a paranormal activity movie and i was mm. like oh oh snap i was like paranormal activity <laughs> i'm like people all over the world might be watching this you know? <laughs> i was like okay 
and then I ended up getting casted, man, and then that's how it all happened. You Were know? you a fan of the of the movies prior to that? Yeah, I saw the first one mm-hmm. and in theaters, and then I saw the, all the rest of them on DVD. Right. And I hadn't seen the fourth one. We actually saw after we got cast, the fourth one was in theaters, mm-hmm. and me and Andrew and Gabrielle, we went to go see the we went to go see it at the ArcLight actually. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So I had. Uh, because I, I grew up watching scary movies, but I never actually... I, I stopped watching them. Not that I, I disliked them, but I just, you know, I started watching yeah. more like, let me go watch some more inspiration. Like, you know, I just got into like, <laughs> you know, like drama or like other movies. Right. And um, actually the first Paranormal Activity kind of revived my whole like love for them in a way. Right. Like, oh, this is cool. And I, especially because I've always been fascinated with like the whole girl. And it seemed real, you know? It seemed, I know. Like, that well, that's, movie. I think I was like, that was what, what yeah. really made the movie so scary, exactly. you know? And uh, we actually had Andrew on the show. What was it like? Two, th- yeah, four, yeah, three or four weeks. Yeah, whenever the Oscars were in town, and uh, and yeah, he he was telling us that you guys got paired up, and I mean the you know the it's it's crazy how real the the, the that friendship looks on camera. It's, it looks like you guys were just friends for ages, you know, and somebody was literally following you guys around. <laughs> now I'll tell you what I found scary about this one, as opposed to the other ones. Yeah, for once. There were it was Latinos this time, yeah, right? exactly. like all the other ones are like yeah all the scary stuff happens to the white folk, you know. But no, seeing a, a Hispanic family, a Latino family, uh, but not just that. Like I said, most scary movies take place in some kind of big house or an right. old house, and I was always of the thought that well I'm safe in my apartment, you know what I'm right. saying. But this movie makes you reevaluate that no- notion. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about? Uh, what filming was like because this this yeah. looks like you know the the whole point of it is that it looks just like it flows naturally but i'm sure that there were takes and retakes how do you keep that momentum going yeah we sh- we shot so much i mean there's so they literally could have they could have released two different movies really and uh, were there a lot of alternate y- yeah like, there's scenes? a lot of, i mean there's a whole alternate movie really, oh really which i don't think anyone will ever see that's what i'm actually excited to see What's on the Blu-ray on the, the DVD coming, the, the, the coming Blu- out this week? Yeah, yeah the Blu-ray. Well, the DVD comes out. Uh, the regular DVD on March eighth. Right. I mean, March twenty-fifth. My bad. But on April eighth, the, the the Blu-ray, Blu-ray special Ray. edition comes with all these. Like, I think it's an extra sixteen minutes. No way. Even, yeah, it's. And I'm because ex- they haven't even shown me what, really? what they what they've included. And we shot so much, and um. I literally I'm I'm shooting most of the movie. We had an awesome DP on it, but mm-hmm. they. Uh, they would set up the scenes for for me and Jesse, whether I was shooting or Gabrielle was shooting, but I was shooting the majority of the time because I'm like behind the camera. Right. And so they set up the the shots for me. They're like, Jorge, we need this, blah, blah, blah. Make sure to start right here. And as long as you include these lines, remember to improv. I mean, you know, they always kept that space open for us to make it our own. (laughs) And, but I loved, I mean, I loved doing it. I mean, not that... I mean, I've been saying in other interviews that it was like a skill to develop, but I used to, I was like the kid in high school, they used to call it Georgie Vision. I would like, my junior year and senior year, so I used to carry around camcord everywhere. Nice. So you were the one that was actually filming it? Yeah. You see in the movie? Like, yeah. It, the only thing I didn't do were the stunts, and the stunts mm-hmm. were, because they had, they were very precise, like, uh, like, and they only had like certain amount of takes, you know, for, right. for the stunts. And so the DP shot that. Yeah. But other than that, I was the one running around. I was like, Wow. Yeah. So they must have given you two paychecks, right? 
I wish. <laughs> right? I <laughs> Paramount, where you at? Uh, well, it's funny because on my way to work, I always I always drive past the Paramount building, and they have the huge, you know, yeah, outside. They, they still have the, uh, the the huge poster, which, in my opinion, and Ernie knows this, I think is the best paranormal activity poster because all the other ones were just like a night shot yeah, yeah, vision yeah. of the... Uh, like like yeah, this, and like, this uh, time I thought that they really, whoever they got to uh, to do the, the that poster definitely... Uh, had a twisted imagination there because it looks very menacing. Yeah, you know? I think they had a bunch of different options and actually that one was one of the very first ones and I feel on Twitter I actually got a good reaction like, oh, that's a cool poster. That's an interesting poster. I'm interested in it. So I think they just kept it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell me? Because one of the things that ha- the, it's like a staple of this movie is that weird symbol that the statue has, that the triangle with, right. with a circle inside. Did they tell you guys that they give you like a crash course on... Uh, witchcraft or whatever they didn't um they did i mean though i know that chris uh has looked into so many things he has read a bunch of books on like witchcraft and has taken like certain like uh symbols from that but he didn't actually that's a good question you know my ask exactly where that symbol comes from uh but he did give me an insight of what like the whole backstory to the whole paranormal franchise is yeah. mm-hmm. and it's great because there's a there's going to be an like an there's an ultimate ending to all of it yeah and right. what's um and it's really creepy actually it's, it's kind of yeah like what's actually going on like yeah so what these this coven of witches is doing and da 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 and what the whole plan and it's like and it, it goes down to like like biblical mm-hmm. like uh, it seems stories, to be taking yeah. that turn, right? Yeah. It, it's not. It's really uh, creepy. <laughs> it, it, it truly, it truly is. And uh, I'm gonna take a quick break here, and we're gonna come back. Like I said, my guest tonight is Jorge from Paranormal Activity, the Mark Ones. Enjoy this song. We're gonna be right back. <laughs> of the Rockies. I'm Frank. We're still here with our guest, uh, Ernie Alonso, Haunted Orange, and uh, our special guest tonight, Jorge Diaz, from the movie Paranormal Activity, The Mark Ones. Uh, let's get right back into this, because one of the, uh, the, the, the creepiest things, uh, I think, in the movie was when uh, you guys go visit this botanica. I don't know how you would call that, like the little... Uh, which doctor? Templo de la Santa Muerte is what it was, <laughs> actually. It's like a spiritual it, shop where you can have, it, like, remedies. Some like kind of, yeah. And yeah. I, I love it because, uh, like I told you uh, before uh, the show that, you know, Ernie was like, hey, you know, let's go hang out, grab some lunch. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm down for that. And then he's like, you know what, we should go visit that shop. Uh, I, uh, you know, I think I know where it is. And I'm like, okay. So we went to, to the shop where this scene was uh, shot. And let me tell you, that that was an experience in it of itself. I right? mean, that there there were things there that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, there was some real gnarly stuff. Why don't you tell me uh, what was it like? Uh, even though you didn't appear in the in the scene that's in yeah, the movie, yeah, I, I, I shot. Was filming it. I was filming it. Yeah, yeah. You still you see me we in the mirror? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You see, I'm like uh, I, I shot like, and the, the whole thing. And that was a real. Andrew told us that that was yeah. real. And the shaman that, witch doctor yes, or whatever exactly he's a uh, he's a shaman from like a curandero from from guatemala right and he's uh he's really famous and he's like in parades and when they do parades here uh 
Like, like the whole like town knows him, and people come out. He's like a famous guy, apparently. And I mean, super sweet. And he has this parrot in the back that talks to you. But there's so there's like an energy, right? Yeah. You feel yeah. it, and everyone yeah. would leave and kind of like feel either like lightheaded or they feel just kind of like a heaviness or kind of just like light. It's weird. Yeah. It's like everyone kind of experienced something different. But there's also like a super creepy room. I don't want to say creepy because I feel I feel like. There's not if we creepy is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Because I feel like if we don't understand something, like we're scared of it. Right. If we like understand it, I'm sure there's like there's. I mean, it's very. He could explain everything perfectly well, and I feel right. like we should take our time to try to understand. So they, um, but there's this very interesting room in the back, mm-hmm. and that is there's you see it in the trailer actually. It's the it only made the trailer, but you see things hanging from it's yeah filled with just. All types of stuff, and it's a tiny, tiny. Oh, that was room. that was the the that was what the the, the part of the trailer. That yeah, when he like them. looks around, it okay. is um, and he has like, all these security cameras in there, and it's it's really you feel like claustrophobic in that, there. That must have been the room that went right when you walked in. Remember, if you keep going all the way. Through, yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't know. Yeah, I thought it was maybe a restroom or something. I didn't. Yeah, know it, it almost looks like you're going to the restroom, but it's like a it has, yeah, it's it was it was pretty crazy. Like crazy. And I think we were in the room where they shot the scene you were yeah, telling we were, me, right? That, yeah, that's where yeah. you, you, you go in and you turn to your left, and then there's the big room that has like all the altars all in it. The altar where they do like the offerings. Yeah, and too, then yeah. right next to it is where the scene was filmed, where they have the big, uh, what is it, like a, a mural on the wall of the Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. I, I have a picture of that. And I think, I, can... I think they may, they may have brought in a prop, because I, I couldn't find the exact um, figure that was in the movie. Uh, it's, oh, it's it's got like a mask. Oh, they might have painted something. it over. Maybe, that, that yeah. was that was painted. One of the okay. one of the paintings w- was done by the art department. Let me see if I yeah, could. I think that one right there. Yeah, was that done by the? Yeah, was it? I okay. think that might have been done by the art department. Because everything else was part of the actual. That movie. one was a oh, pretty well, creepy still one. There, yeah. So. Oh, it's still there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think. Oh, it maybe it was, probably, it was there then. Before. I think it probably because was there because we hadn't actually gone into, into that room specifically until mm-hmm. we shot that day. Oh, really? So, but we had been in all the other rooms because where we shot. We shot three different times that we they redid the scene, uh-huh. and then we kept on because it kept on getting, uh, it kept on getting moved in different parts of the movie. He knew he knew he wanted to shoot at the botanic just because the space is so interesting. Yeah, right. You know, and you kind of like when you're watching it on screen, you're like, whoa, it's like a whole little world in itself. So they, um, we shot it. So that was the last. What you saw in the movie was the third time we walked in there, and that's when we actually. Went into that. Right. Whoa, what is that? This this was also in there. They had like a. That's creepy. Yeah. Man. Right. What? I'm telling you, this is what Ernie does in his spare time. People, uh-huh. they don't call it haunted Orange County for nothing. Great. Wow. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean that place was pretty gnarly, and the scene itself. Yeah. I mean, I've never been into one of those places to have any type of thing like that done. So just kind of seeing it perform. That was an actual. Like, that's what they actually do, right? Like, the guy wasn't acting. Like, yeah, nobody no, told guy, him, yeah. like, oh, do this and do exactly. that. Like, he was just like, and they said, and when he was um, blessing the eggs, uh-huh. they, the director, Chris, told him, like, hey, whatever you would do to bless anything to, like, before you hand it off someone. And he said, like, his, he goes, I say this prayer, this prayer, and this prayer. So uh-huh. that was, like, all, like, we just let him do his thing. Right. Yeah. Wow. Now, let me ask you something, because uh, I've, you know, I, I remember reading about, you know, the, you know, the original Exorcist and Poulter's guys, you know, these movies that deal with the paranormal and the actors come out saying that, you know, weird stuff happened to them after or during filming. Anything like that happened to you? No, surprisingly, no, we, we didn't really? have anything. Considering My, the really dark nature of it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and considering we're shooting, I mean, like the, the even the building we were at before, uh, they were telling me it was it was super run down and it was really like um, a lot of. <clears throat> 
like a lot of drug heavy mm-hmm. drug addicts really? and were were in that apartment. It was like super run down and they had a they remodeled the whole place and then they aged it for, mm-hmm. for the building. And like the I mean the basement in the actual apartment building where we're shooting at, I doubt anyone's gone down there and like a long really? ass time. Yeah. So there's an actual basement yeah, in that. The, oh and, wow! And so they they just dressed it with a couple things, but mm-hmm. really it's like uh, we were shooting in space. But I think we were having so much fun while shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I think even if we weren't experienced with the crew, I feel like our the like I mean like we were having so much fun that overpowered any feeling of like stress or anxiety right, or yeah. like fear that we might have had in certain spaces. But I think maybe that's why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I asked. I asked him what's his name. Uh, Andrew, I said, did anything creepy happen to you when you're yeah. filming? He goes, no, the energy was too good on set. I think so, so yeah, because everyone like just got like, along yeah. so like beautifully, and we were just like, everyone's like, I'm, and I'm like such a hugger. I walk in, I'm like, right. <laughs> like every day. Well, the yeah. first, the first half of the movie, I mean, it's almost like a comedy, right? Yeah, it's like it really just is. these, uh, you know, this, the, the, these two best friends that are, a you romantic know, romantic <clears throat> comedy, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and then it quickly uh, spirals out of control into this very dark type of uh, 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 movie and and you know and I gotta give you and Andrew props because the the acting is so good oh thanks uh, man. <laughs> you know uh, that was one of the things that we kept talking about it's just one of the hardest things I would imagine is acting like you're not acting but you're right. acting kind of thing right to try to keep it as like real as possible especially with something found footage yeah yeah. Now, yeah. W- did you have any reservations about doing uh, a movie like this, or were you totally down for um, it? I was totally down for it. And I'm like, I love, like, improving, you know? And okay. So, and, the, and especially once I met Chris, Chris's director is super cool. He's, like, such a cool guy. And mm-hmm. he never, from the very moment, I remember we got cast, he took us out to lunch, and he was just like, like, literally, I felt like I was talking to, like, a friend I've had for years. He's yeah. like, yo, he goes, whenever, if you ever have any questions about anything or that or that, don't. He made <clears throat> it so, I, I, I never, he, he completely got rid of any hesitance I ever yeah. had about, mm-hmm. like, speaking up on set. I was just like, yo, Chris, is it cool this? Oh, can I do this? Oh, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, oh, for sure. You want to try that? Blah, blah. Like, so open to all that. And yeah. that, and he was kind of like that when, in, uh, with the whole crew, really. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I, I feel like everyone kind of had a say if they wanted to, if they, if they felt like, like throwing out any idea. Mm-hmm. So, and, and in terms of, like, I had actually a friend that was testing for it. Oh, um, really? And for Jesse's role, and he, he was scared to actually be part of the project. Oh, really? He's like, yeah, dude, I don't know if I want to mess with that shit. <laughs> right, he's right. Like, I don't know. He's like, you know, stuff goes down on sets like these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, you better, bu- you better, bu- you better get blessed before you. Are. And I was like, you better carry something. I was like, no, I mean, I'll be fine. You know, and not that I uh-huh. don't believe in that stuff, but I just, yeah. uh, I know I'm like, I'm protected if I want. Yeah, and yeah, that, that was that was, that was what I wanted to ask you. What are your personal opinions in regards to this? I believe thing? in all that stuff because I've had my. Uh, and I've I've talked about it in other interviews. My my house used to be haunted. And no. We, yeah, and I never believed in that stuff. Not that I, I was never closed and not closed off to it. I was I was open to it, but I just I feel like you have to have your own personal experiences with that. Of course. In order yeah. to become like a true believer. So we used to think my mom was like crazy. Me and my brother were like, Mom, that's loca. Like she used to be. <laughs> she used to hear footsteps. She used to really oh, one specific thing that she would always always feel was. She always felt that ice cold water was getting thrown on her head. 
And she like screamed in the kitchen. She goes, no, they wet me. I got me mojado en la cabeza. She was telling me this. Really? I'm like, I was like, what are you talking about? And my brother started p- met playing with her, with yeah. her, throwing water in her head just because, <laughs> you know, and, like running away. But it wasn't until my, um, they remodeled the house uh, a couple of times. And mm-hmm. for years, the house never finished uh, getting, remodeling, getting remodeled fully. And my mom would always see a shadow of a tall guy, yeah. a tall, lanky guy from one room crossing to the other room. Mm. And when my brother, the, the house was a, a, it became a duplex and my dad built like a studio. My brother's <laughs> girlfriend started living with my older brother and she was seeing the same shadow like for you. And my brother started seeing it basically from where my mom sees it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She goes, I see a guy crossing through the kitchen and he goes through the refrigerator and my mom would see it coming out through the other side, the same path for years. And we're like, oh shit, that's the same path. My, that like, that's the same shadow my mom's been seeing for years. Fast forward to years later, I had one time, like I was laying, this is like sophomore year in high school. Mm-hmm. I felt someone rub my back when I was alone at home and I got up. That's when I was like, what the fuck is this? What? I, like, I called the, I was like, dude, there's something in my house. But it wasn't, in, everything got validated when my girlfriend's good friend, who had never been to my home, uh-huh. and she's, uh, she's a medium. Hmm. She came over and literally pinpointed every single event no. that my mom and where and the house looks completely different now. Uh-huh. But where my mom's bed, my mom used to see all this uh, a bunch of stuff at her foot of her bed. She used to see like shadows. She used to see one one day specifically. She saw it said it looked like a figure. It looked like a white umbrella and it was floating up. And she was hitting my dad. She's like, no, 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 no. And she said that it just disappeared into the ceiling. So I've never seen anything. Uh-huh. Um. But when my friend, when my girlfriend's friend came over, she was like, right where my mom's bed used to be. She goes, you know, there's a vortex here. And she goes, things come out of here. And we're like, and I look at my mom's like, dude, this is where your bed used to be. I'm like, that's where you sing. And she goes, you know that there's a man that hangs in between the outside of your house and this window. And he walks through here, goes through the fridge and walks. And we're like, shut so up. So specific. And we're like, what? She goes, yeah, I was looking at him. Cause she was, she was walking around and she was do she like rub her hands and go like this. And she goes, I was looking right at him. And I'm like, what's this guy doing? But she, and we thought it was the old landlords. Like before my dad bought the house when I was like a baby. Uh-huh. The old husband that died there. And she goes, no, this, this, this energy is from hundreds of years. And this is the middle of L.A. This is like mid-city L.A. She's like, this, uh, this is old Native American ground. And what? actually people died here about this house. And, the, and she's like, I have to cleanse this house and your next door neighbor's house. Because both of these properties... Um, like shit went down on these properties basically like there, there's bodies buried here oh and, my god um and this energy's been here for hundreds of years and the energy that remains is one of like you don't belong here not that it's specifically geared towards your family but right it's, yes it's, in general in general that's the energy that remains here and she's like no wonder like your like your house has never been like it's it never got finished and things would fall out of you know all types of stuff happen so I, now crazy. I believe in all of them. And then That's my grandma insane. used to be like, do like curandera stuff uh-huh. herself. And uh-huh. Yeah, I love all that stuff. I'm so fascinated by all of it. No, it really is fascinating. And, you know, who knew, right? The, in the middle right. of L.A., you yeah. know, we could have this kind of things. Um, let me ask you something. Is that something that uh, you feel uh, helped you uh, during filming? It's, it's, it, it have, having had... You know those experiences growing up uh, yeah. help you like react more uh, naturally, and even like the scenes that they included, like uh, the the cleansing scene, the la limpia mm-hmm. with the yeah. with the egg. That was something very specific that my grandma used to do to me and my brother. Really, and so 
I mean, the actress, uh, Renee uh, Victor, she knew how to do it, but she was like, we were both saying like, oh, this is how my grandma would do it, and the blah, blah, and they would crack it, and she would actually put it, she would put the egg underneath our bed, and we, in the morning, you would see if it was cooked or not, uh-huh. and depending if it was cooked, that means like it actually extracted bad energy oh, really? um, out of your body. And would it actually happen? Would you ever see it cooked? Um, yeah, w- with my brother, actually. Really? Brother. But it's not like it looks like you fried it, but it looks yeah. like it looked like, you know, it was yeah. like slightly yeah. cooked. And you're like, what? Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. Because usually I think that, uh, at least from what I, I've i heard, if it comes out black or maybe that's a completely kind of Yeah, maybe that's a different ritual. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I never heard about the cooking. Yeah, the cooking. The yeah. cooking one. And that that's really interesting. And then, you know, you just put some salt in that sucker and you're yeah, ready, just cook right? it. And you got breakfast ready for the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, my house is haunted, but I got some breakfast out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, one of the things that I get asked about uh, is about the, the, you know, what what happens you know, at the end. I think some people were confused by the ending. Right. There, there's something that happens there. And I think enough people have seen it. And last time when Andrew was here, people were just like, yes, go ahead and ask him about the ending. So I think uh, we threw the spoiler alerts out the window because yeah. people want to know what happened. Well, if you haven't seen the first Paranormal Activity, I, I'm sure everyone was probably really confused by it. Yeah. Like, what the hell? What? 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 Like, you know, they're probably... But for those... I think like for the hardcore fans and the ones that... Knew what was going on. They were probably like, "Whoa!" Right. I didn't know it was gonna take this turn, and um, but now I feel it opened up the door, literally, like opened up the door to all these new possibilities. Because right. I remember when they when they included that in the script, I, I didn't know how it was gonna fly over. To tell you the truth, because I was like, "Whoa!" I'm like, "Are you sure? Like, it's not gonna completely sure. take people out of the movie and go like, yeah. oh, come on now, what's going on?'" Yeah. And um. But they, it, they, it was their way of connecting everything, and now suddenly I feel like they could take the storyline into a whole other level. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, incorporating that new element into exactly. the equation definitely, uh, as you said, you know, opens up the door to yeah. a lot of other possibilities. <laughs> now, one of the things, you know, I, I, I always talk about this particular book called The Day Satan Called, and it's about this Christian minister, uh, and it, it's, a, it's a true story by his account of, uh, of uh, uh, you know, coming in contact with somebody that, that uh, deserted a, a witch coven. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that he talks about, I remember reading going like, oh my God, like, I can see this happening. In the movie, oh, you encounter a, a witch coven, and let me tell you, some of that stuff was eerily familiar to the really? stuff I read. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And that, you know, a lot of people are very dismissive about um, movies and and especially horror movies. But it's funny how a lot of these films have elements that are like factual by accounts of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Why don't you tell me about that that sequence that takes place in the witch coven? Because that was pretty, pretty nuts. Well, that I mean, the 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 whole element of the coven of witches, they that's. That basically is a huge part of the backstory of all the paranormal mm-hmm. uh, the movies, and they're building up to like uh, and they mention in the movie. I don't know if, if it, they mention it so quickly, but there's a mention how there this is happening all over the world. Basically, mm-hmm. like these women are performing a ritual mm-hmm. on an unborn child mm-hmm. where they introduce the the body of the baby mm-hmm. to the demon so that mm-hmm. it could have. A body to basically 
physically mm-hmm. manifests ma- like to manifest itself mm-hmm. into when uh, when the children get older so they're little by little they're building an army around the world wow. uh, so that uh like basically i don't know if i'm allowed to say but they do ma- but basically i think that's all i'm, yeah, I'm yeah. allowed to say no yeah. i get you i get yeah. you but i mean and, that i mean and that happened i mean there are i mean as much as i mean i believe in like white magic as well but right it, i mean all the dark stuff that's very real and i know like random friends that have like dabbled into that mm-hmm. or like friends of friends mm-hmm. that you know what i mean and they um and it's very real yeah. i know absolutely absolutely yeah. and like i said to me um that was uh, uh kind of scary because like i said this is stuff that i've heard about before yeah. and just to kind of see it visually portrayed because obviously i've never walked into one of those places right, exactly. uh, so, you know and yeah. i don't know if i would be able to walk out but you know it it, it is really scary and I think one of the elements that I enjoyed about the movie as well was uh, something that we were talking about with Ernie is that you guys react in a manner that it's like, yeah, that's something I would have done. As opposed to some of like the more stereotypical Hollywood type of reactions that it was like, okay, don't do that. Or, you know, the typical kind of stuff. Uh, Was that uh, something that that was uh, uh, planned from the get go? It was we're going to make this as relatable and real as possible. Yes, because Chris is a huge huge fan of horror films and he's always like horror films fail when they do this blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. so he wanted us f- originally just to make us initially to make us like likable characters he's like i want the audience to get to know you have fun with you in the beginning and mm-hmm. then when it comes to when shit gets hits the fan right. you know what i mean he goes i want you guys to literally i mean it was written out but pretty much this is the first time i think um like in any of the paranormal movies, like where we actually fight back, like there's like you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, it's so funny too. I mean, I mean it's entertaining, but it's like like there's some opening, bam, bam. I know. Whereas the other ones are like, are you fucking stupid? Why didn't you? Da-da-da? Yeah. And then and then the I mean I I hate hearing the criticism like you know like like people comment like, dude, there's another movie where the guy doesn't put that in the camera, but in reality, if you think about it. If this type of shit's going down, yeah. wouldn't you want to catch it on camera? No one's going to believe this. Yeah. You know, so yeah. wouldn't you want to have footage of this? I would want to have footage of this, right. considering I'm like, I love videotaping you know, everything in my life. What's up, man? <laughs> oh, we got Mr. Adam Lasher in the house. How you doing, sir? Welcome, welcome. Uh, hey, brother. How you doing? Now, in the, in, 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 that was uh, probably uh, one of my favorite scenes, obviously, is when, uh, you know, you, you get the, the homeboys from the hood to help yeah, you out, right? Exactly. It's like, you don't call the LAPD. You don't call yeah. the SWAT. It's like, get get Beto and, you know, and, right. and his buddy to come out and help. <laughs> exactly. you know? So, I, you know, like I said, a lot of stuff that's, that's relatable, a lot of stuff that uh, I think if any one of us found ourselves in, in a similar situation, that's, that's the way we would react. Uh, now, how has... Um, uh, this movie uh, helped your career because I think it really showcases how uh, talented you are as far as like oh, making thanks, you know th- this thing believable because that's got to be the hardest part. So uh, I would imagine that being involved in a project like this that it's pretty well known um, has uh, opened up another uh, other opportunities, right? Yeah, and I hope that I mean it continues. I mean it was the first time that. Um, a major studio puts out uh, all Hispanic cast mm-hmm. uh, in like lead roles that in a project that gets distributed around the world, and so just I mean being part of that alone, and then also getting like th- there was like good um, 
like all the like, which was amazing a lot of the great feedback whether like people like the movie or not was you know just based on like oh you know but these guys were believable and really likable which is great to hear you know mm-hmm. and it was a bill like it it was i was able to showcase like like having complete fun with it you know yeah. what i mean and i have so much fun with comedy but at the same time like when shit got real you know i was right. able to like to hopefully pull that off in a yeah. Well, you know, as well. Yeah. I think one of one of my favorite lines that you uh, threw out there was when you guys were watching the YouTube videos because there's there are scenes where <laughs> you you film, uh, you know, uh, Andrew doing just you know these weird things, yeah. um, and you said all these YouTube comments are always negative. Yes. I mean, that got such a big reaction from the crowd because it's so it's, it's so, so true. true. <laughs> it's so true. But people just hate hate on it. I, and I drew in because I had originally at the Botanica. Um, I had thrown in when one of the scenes that wasn't shown, I had thrown in an R. Kelly joke. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to say something here. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, oh, like, me and my f- friends, ever since like Sh- Dave Chappelle, we always like, you know, like we always like make fun of R. Kelly. Um, but uh, but he gave me that that space to kind of like just have fun with it because he's like, oh, Jorge, I threw in this joke. But like, you can say whatever you want. We're like, blah, blah, blah. Try, yeah. try different things. And there, we, we there's so much stuff that didn't make it. And some of it I'm glad didn't make it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe someone might have gotten offended by that or maybe right. oh, maybe that was a little too much you yeah. know but it was good <laughs> are there any one. plans to uh to continue uh with uh with the and uh, you know with the characters from the last movie uh, we'll see dude I oh don't it's even still know. up in the air or? yeah i think it's kind of up in the air i mean like we um it it might yeah mm-hmm. we'll see actually i might i don't know because you know i'll no, have to no. get that phone call from paramount and be like jorge we need you on set i'm like what I'll do one? <laughs> yeah but because no the disrespect, is definitely there. No disrespect sure. to uh, the the cast from the other movies. You know, I obviously I'm a fan of the first one. That's the one that started it all. And yeah, totally. I I couldn't sleep that night to be honest. Right. Like I got so paranoid. Uh, but I think after you know the second one was cool. But then it kind of you know that formula kind of came into play. And I think it, yeah. we all expected it. And it, with this new movie, it definitely switches up the dynamic, which is something really refreshing. And uh, as you said, uh, it opens uh, the avenue for a lot more other things. Yeah. So I really hope that it continues uh, just to see what happens. So yeah, I, I think fun. they definitely managed to save uh, the franchise mm-hmm. with this one. Awesome. It also it had the biggest budget, no? Yeah, at the biggest budget, they like the production the value. Yeah, because yeah. we were shooting all over the place. The stunts were also got like bigger, you know. Yeah. Uh, There's we, some really cool special we had effects as well. at some point, you know, like when the guy like. We were just block off streets. Oh wow, really? Yeah, and in LA, that's expensive, dude. Yeah, totally. And so they, um, so we'll see where it goes. Because if anything, I'm like, I feel like if people go in there into the theater or or, or you're watching on DVD or they, if you go in there with a fun attitude, you will definitely have fun with it. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it is a fun movie. I feel like it's more of a good time than yeah, anything. Because well, yeah. you're taking on a little roller coaster. You're in just like you, you know, you get brought into mm-hmm. this whole little world in this apartment building in like in so- Southern California. You know what I mean? And then with this Mexican-American family, and then suddenly, like, shit goes down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is great. It really is great. Um, okay, I want to take a, a quick break, because when we come back, I want to talk about where people can watch this movie. Yes. Not, um. not just watch it, but also get to meet the cast. Right, Ernie? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And watch it with them watching it. Nice. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. I also want to talk about uh, the uh, project I believe you just finished, right? The, yeah, the 33 or mm-hmm. Los 33. I'm not sure yeah, what's going to be the, gonna, yeah. the, the ti- that's going to be the title. Yeah, that's the yeah. title, the 33. And, and because this is a show about conspiracies and all that crazy crap, we're going to talk about some of the conspiracies that were surrounding 
that whole mining accident down no in way. Chile. Oh, there's tons, my friends. So we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of it nice. when I we come know. back. So don't go away. West of the Rockies is coming right up back. We got Ernie in the house. We got Mr. Adam Lasher in the house. You got your guitar? No. Oh. I could. Uh, we, might, we, might, we might have an impromptu yeah, yeah. little <laughs> musical number. And, of course, uh, Jorge from Paranormal Activity, and the fun is just starting. In the meantime, hang tight. Um, let me see. I know what I'm going to play. This week, I got a chance to meet Corrupt. Any hip-hop? Oh, from, from Dad? Like, yeah, Corrupt? I love yeah, Corrupt. Corrupt. Got a chance to meet Corrupt. So nice. I'm going to play uh, some uh, up, Dog Pound. <laughs> I love Dog Pound, man. Dude, it's great. So uh, I think tonight we're going to do a little hip-hop break here, if I can uh, find my music. Uh, and here it is. Don't go away. Whistle Rock is coming right back. Open, open your, your, your mind. And we're back to the second hour of West of the Rockies. I'm Frank. Thank you guys for sticking around. We, uh, we're going to get into some crazy stuff here in a minute. But first, let me tell you that this Saturday, what's Saturday? What's the date? This Saturday, the 29th. The 29th. 29th at 8 p.m. Um, for all of you Paranormal Activity fans, we're actually having a very special event um, at the Ebell Theater in downtown Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. Um, it's totally free, and you get to watch the Paranormal Activity movie with the cast. So um, Gabrielle Walsh will be there, Jorge Diaz, and also Andrew Jacobs. Nice, So we'll nice. have the whole cast there. Um, the place seats uh, 500 guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have uh, space available, so if you want to come to that, um, log on to hauntedoc.com. And on the homepage, you're going to see a banner. Uh, you're going to click on that banner and then register. It's pretty easy. Just uh, give us your email address. You'll get a confirmation. And uh, just bring that confirmation. You can either print it out or you can show it to us on your phone, and you'll be allowed in. We also have a, a VIP hour um, that starts at 8 o'clock, and we only have about 10, 15 tickets left for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that includes uh, a poster from the movie. You get a photo op with the cast. Um, we're going to have some light refreshments, and then you also and then we get, can hang out. You can hang out. You yeah. can hang out for, for the movie. And then you also get um, priority seating in the theater. Nice. So, uh, yeah, we're really excited about that. And Become uh, BFFs. It's going to be, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it's going to uh, be a great night, though. And what's the deal with the little cap there? I think that that's also going to be oh, a, yeah, yeah. a little, so, little something, um, right? These hats, um, uh-huh. the first 200 people in line, everyone's going to get one of these uh, paranormal activity caps. So and, not only uh, they get to watch the movie for free, they get, not they only do they cap. yeah get a chance to hang out with the cast, but they're going to exactly. get a free cap. Unfreaking believable. Yeah, and now I know that these guys are going to be available also for like a little Q&A afterwards where people yeah. can ask their actually, questions. Um, actually, uh, our own Frank here is going to be moderating the uh, Q&A panel with the cast afterwards. And um, just... Uh, I uh, figured out last night that um, Ben Hansen from Sci-Fi Factor Faked is going to be um, hosting and uh, kind of warming I'm gonna up have the crowd. To, I'm going to have to wear some platform shoes because I hate feeling short next to Ben. Well, see, what's nice is that he, he comes up at the beginning, and then you'll come up later. He'll introduce you, so you might not have to stand right next to oh, him. Oh, okay, cool. So. All right. Then, okay, then it's cool. Then it's all right. 
Uh, and uh, why don't you tell people where they can find Haunted Orange on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and all that? They can find Haunted Orange on, on the web at hauntedoc.com. You can find us on Twitter at Haunted Orange as well as on Instagram. And what else is there? Twitter, Instagram. Um, uh, Adult it. Friend Finder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> J-Day. It's J-Day. Plenty of fish. Christian Mingle. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, but all those places you cool. can find information. And um, if you want to let you in on a little something that's important, um, on Wednesday, uh, Paranormal Activity page is going to post it on their site. Nice. I know once they post it, um, it's probably going to fill up right away. So right now, there's still some yeah. spaces. If you're interested in attending, go online, do that now. It doesn't cost you anything, but it's going to be a great night, and we're really looking forward I to it. I promise to hug. I just got to say something about Jorge. Because Jorge has been so accessible, uh-huh. he has been so um, gosh, he just been he's quite he, the gentleman. He's been he's guy. yeah <laughs> he's, been, he's been you know honestly he's been really great uh, to work with, um, very humble, an awesome guy, and it just it just we're so happy to be able to be doing this with him. Yeah, and absolutely. He just really has really helped propel this to another level. So really happy to. Oh, yeah. And Jorge, where can people uh, uh, find you on the interwebs? Yeah, do you find me at? At I am Jorge Diaz. That's I A M J O R G E D I A Z. And that's my Twitter, Instagram, and even if you go Facebook.com forward slash I am Jorge Diaz, that's like my Facebook, nice. My Facebook nice. page. And I'm, I'm pretty cool. active. I'm, I'm always posting stuff. I'm like, I'm like a. Uh, social media whore. No, no, no. Really. no but at least, at least a couple times a week, I'm always like, nah, nah, and like, and then afterwards, I post some stuff. I'm like, I should probably erase that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we also have in the house Mr. Adam Lasher. How's it going? Adam. Good, sir. Very swell. Very swell. Let me turn your mic on because I think it works better that way. Yeah, That works better. Yeah, there we go. You can leave my mic off, dude. I'll just do hand puppet motions. (laughs) I'll do shadow. We're going to do shadow figures on the wall (laughs) here for you guys. Adam was actually your first musical guest ever, right? Yeah, and we we might have a a repeat performance here uh, uh, towards the end of the show if we're lucky if... um, if Adam uh, uh, will, would grace us with his uh, six-string prowess. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some at the end or something. Awesome. That'll be cool. Uh, and why don't you tell people uh, where they can find you while we're at it? Um, you can find me in Hollywood right now. No, um, just type in Adam Lasher on the internet, guys. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I tagged it all before anyone other Adam Lashers nice. got to it. There's little, like... Fat kid from Pennsylvania was 12. <laughs> who's Adam Lasher? Screw and, uh, you, kid. I ate all that shit up. Sorry, kid. <laughs> Sorry, kid. I Sorry, hope you didn't kid. have plans for greatness. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook. You know, I could really use the Twitter. I'm, 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 Instagram's a little more fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah, right? Video. I did. I, I commented on your video today. Oh, yeah, I, was, yeah. I loved it so much. It was the... <laughs> yes. Under the sea. Under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> oh, I, I right. see, yeah. And don't and don't forget to follow the Independent FM on uh, on uh, what's it called? Twitter, twitter.com forward slash indie FM. Uh, also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash uh, the Independent FM Radio. We're always giving away tickets and all that cool stuff. Uh, so always, I'm Engineer Frank on Twitter. West of the Rockies on Facebook. And uh, we have some surprises down the, the line here that we're working with Jimmy. Well, shout out to him. He's going to be with us tonight. And we're going to let everybody know soon enough. So stay tuned. Now, my friends, let's get right down to some creepy stuff because that's what people love to hear. And believe me, I've researched this so you know it's true. Not really, but I did research. Uh, Jorge, you just finished filming a movie. 
Correct. The 33. The 33. Why yes. don't you tell us a little bit about, about that? The, so the 33, directed by Patricia Riggin, who did uh, Under, Under the Same Moon, and then the Girl in Progress with Ava Mendes. Um, and this was is produced by Mike Medavoy, who, did, who owns Phoenix Pictures, who did Black Swan and Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. So about the 33 miners who were trapped in the mine that happened, the, like the huge story that yeah. the world really saw go down mm-hmm. in 2010. So they're finally making the movie about it, and it's a huge ensemble cast. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, it's literally, I'm not even kidding you, it's like 30 to 40 like main act. I mean, there's like just so many characters, and it's, um, there's James Brolin's in it, uh, Antonio Banderas, uh, famous Mexican actress, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Castillo, Academy Award winner, Juliette Binoche. And oh, no way, she's going to be yeah. on it. I just finished watching uh, one of her movies, Blue. Oh, from, really? Oh, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, uh, it's one of those awesome. like art film classics, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know she was. And I think. Yeah, she's one of the main. Well, is, is Lou Diamond. Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. Who I Richie, love. Lou Diamond Phillips. Richie. Richie. <laughs> and me and Lou, that's the only guy like I knew going into the movie because I kind of got. They started filming the movie in November and they shot all the stuff in the mine uh-huh. in Colombia and then all the stuff outside of the mine in Chile. Mm. And I played this kid named Igor Brosakis, who was a real life guy who was like the baby of the whole rescue team. He was a young engineer who helped uh, with the whole rescuing process. So I was working alongside Gabriel Byrne, who, mm-hmm. uh, from The Usual Suspects, and who won the Golden Globe for In Treatment, the HBO series, who's like a badass actor. He's and the nicest dude ever. Mm-hmm. But Lou was the only one I kind of knew going over this. I felt like the new kid in school, because me and Lou worked <laughs> on a movie called Philly Brown together. Oh, really? Um, and they uh, and he's like the nicest. If you ever meet him, that dude is like the nicest dude in the world. Like Really, like the nicest really? guy nice. ever. Like He's like... <laughs> you had a, a buddy to hang out with when you're out there. Yeah, exactly. So it was cool. So anyway, so we shot that for like weeks. I just got back last week, and then um, and it should be released in theaters by uh, the end of the year. I think in December. Um, and it was it's a beautiful. I mean, I was just happy to be part of it, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, uh, my little part in like this huge story, and um, yeah. So. Keep an, keep an eye out for that. The thirty three, uh, it might by December. I think it'll be out in theaters. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it because, as you said, I mean that was a story that kind of captivated, uh, you know, everyone's attention. Yeah. Uh, much like the Malaysian Airlines is doing right now, right? Like we, yes. everybody's like exactly. wondering everyone's what is going on now. Before we get back into the thirty three, because we got to talk about this. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out the conspiracy angle. Uh, as far as that is concerned, but I wanted to ask you guys' opinion. What do you think happened to Malaysian Airlines Flight 370? Ernie, I think it was some kind of a flight mal- malfunction, and it and it and it took a nosedive. Yeah. Jorge, I think it took an. I think almost the same thing. You know, just based on I was reading all these kind of crazy uh, hypotheses, like go, like bef- like when the first week it happened. Mm-hmm. But then this past week, I read um, something on, I think on Elite Daily, something that where it was it was an old pilot giving his opinion, and he was so like confident about his like mm-hmm. theory. He's yeah. like, no, like this guy, he did he researched the actual pilot, and he's like, this guy. And he goes, we would I would have done the same thing. He goes, I turned around. He goes, which he did, and he goes, blah blah blah, and it was an electrical fire, and this was this why this went off, and this one that this went off, and da da da. He explained it so well that I was like, he goes. It's the plane's gonna be from this point to this point. He goes, looking anywhere else is like stupid. He goes, the plane's right there. He's like, trust me. Yeah. 
And he seemed like what he knew what he was talking about. So I kind of like think it, but it probably went straight down and mm-hmm. somewhere. But I don't know, man. It's so sad either way. It yeah. is. Adam. Wow. I'm going to have to go with, uh, yeah, man, you know, I think it was, uh, I think it was a malfunction or, or what, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I also think too that whoever is in charge of it, like Malaysia or whatever countries that are dealing with the airline, it's like, you know, they're not. Like, they're not going to release everything, like, that they need to be released. And, like, mm-hmm. if, if things haven't been found yet, they haven't been found. Like, I know everyone has this, cons- like, this this view that, like, oh, we live in a world now where, like, every single, like, square inch of the world can be, like, found out. And mm-hmm. we're kind of there yet, but I don't think we're absolutely there mm-hmm. yet. I was even, I was, uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago, I, I got locked in my car because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and uh, basically, yeah, and I, I left my keys in my car and I was like, oh, well, I got OnStar, so I'll just, like, use that service that I never use because, like, we have iPhones. And so I'm like, oh, hey, I have a reason to use it. And then they like, they're long story short, they can't open my car and then they had to send a tow truck and then they're like, well, what's your address? And I'm like, well, wait, isn't that the whole point of this like, OnStar thing? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, but it's like not working. So, you know, oh, wow. it kind of blew my mind because, you know, a lot of people want to get that OnStar. I'm mad at OnStar right now, so don't <clears throat> cancel, cancel it. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, seriously. It's, so I think like we're, we have that illusion that we're almost there. Like, how can it not be found? But reality is like the, the world's huge, mm-hmm. like. You know, I mean, maybe so, I'm sure something will come up, yeah. but yeah. I don't think we're there yet to be like it's. I don't think it's uh, ridiculous to to assume that like you haven't found anything yet. Like it is like the whole world and like a giant ocean, and yeah, like you true. said, if it went straight down too, like it probably maybe it just burn up and. I, I think I, it, was, it was either that or aliens. I I think it's aliens. Oh, no. that would be <laughs> that would be awesome. No, but I did hear a really interesting. Uh, uh, I guess you can call that a theory. And that Snakes. is that uh, they Snakes. already Snakes they already found it. Really? That could be true. Yeah, but they don't want to say it yet until they put all the pieces together of what happened because they don't want to appear that as Ignorant. that they don't know. You right. know? That makes because one sense of the too. quickest ways to lose the sense. trust of the people is by looking incompetent. Look at the yes, government. Exactly. And then you have a whole bunch of <laughs> false people that can be claiming like, oh, that was a terrorist oh, yeah. attack. So then you have every like terror group that like says, I did it. Yeah. And you have to go like check them out. Well, because one of the things that I found interesting and a bit you know, odd was that apparently Indonesia was saying allowing the search planes to fly over their country. And I'm like, okay, it's not like they're doing it for fun. Like it's a search and well, I, don't, I think it's just a search mission at this point. I, I don't know if it's a search and rescue. But, uh, you know, I don't know what was their uh, uh, reasoning as to why not let the planes search around uh, Indonesia. Indigenous people, maybe, or something. Uh, Who knows? But, you know, we're talking about the lives of how many people? 230 plus? Yeah, Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then having having those missing passports. But you know what I found interesting was that apparently there was a mechanical engineer on board. And before he boarded the plane, he gave his uh, wedding ring to his wife and told her, hang on to this in case something happens. Oh, shit. What? So either there what? was a premonition or right. something. Yeah. Yeah, one thing could also do that anyways, but that is, that is kind of weird. It is weird, I right? That the, I heard, guys. And so, by the way, because I heard it on media and now you guys are listening to media, that means it's true. It's a fact. I heard... That no, but for reals, I did actually hear this, but <laughs> <laughs> so I'm repeating it to you. Um, something about that the what was it the uh, the pilot like moved out of it like basically like his family kicked him out of his house or something mm. before they left or, or something. But he really? moved it. He moved out the day of. Really, but I don't know. I didn't hear that part. That's interesting. That is crazy. Yeah. But you know, our thoughts and prayers are with the with yeah, the families. families. I mean, I yeah, can't imagine. To me, the the hardest thing. 
it's obviously not, not knowing. knowing. Yeah. That, that has to be terrifying. And, you know, I, I've gotten on my fair share of planes, and I try to avoid any kind of news regarding air catastrophes, air troubles leading up to my flights yeah. because... You know, whether it's uh, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy or whatever, you, I just don't want to think about it. You know, I'm, I want to yeah. think that everything is going to be fine, everything is going to be great, and going to exactly. get there and come back. And uh, But, no, I mean, it's, it's terrifying. Um, one of the things I'm reading here, if the plane is in the water and it's deep enough, they would not be able to see it. Oh, that's true. But, just be floating like... But the thing is that planes well, break apart. Break apart. Yeah. And we like, would see... Th- Certain pieces float up. That's yeah. what I, w- I would assume, right? Because it's like I mean, that's, if they that's, did want to hide it too. It would be like really hard to hide like every little piece of the plane. One of the things. Yeah. One of the things somebody said was like maybe they hijacked the plane to use it later. In some yeah, or kind just, of, just but, like yeah, and it landed somewhere. Yeah, but you need. Like I mean, you would need like a real airport to land those things. Like it can't be just a little that, airfield. Like a month later, if that plane shows up in like any country, like hey, we need to land. We need to land. Like, what do you do? Do you let it land? Do you? Yeah. No. Yeah. Somebody else says like I don't know if you guys seen. Uh, Donnie Darko, the movie, oh, yeah. right? They have that instance where a, a, a plane disappears and then just like this engine falls out of the sky. But as I said, you know, this story has captivated the uh, the attention of, of the of the public, much like the uh, uh, you know the 33 miners being right. uh, buried alive. Now, as I said before the break, there were quite a few conspiracies as yeah, to why they, this I'm, happened. I'm interested, interested well, to find the first yeah. one was that um, people are finding it interesting that apparently before they were allowed to get out, they had to sign an agreement saying that they would not speak about the first 17 days they were down there. Because it took 17 Wait, days, the 33 Chilean miners. Oh, okay. Yeah. It took 17 days for them to find the miners that they were alive. By this point, right. they had already done a funeral and, you know, like a vigil. Like, they considered yeah. them dead. Right. Right? 17 days later, they find that they're still alive. And they were there for a total of 69 days, I believe, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. However, people were asking why were they asked to sign an agreement before they could get out saying, oh, you can't talk about what happened the first 17 days. Maybe, uh, maybe because people went crazy. There was a lot of stories, um, I, mean that, I mean, some the movie will, will reveal, mm-hmm. but some were so... Uh, I mean, there's so. I mean, there's. They. I mean, they, they hold. Mm-hmm. They hold it so close to their hearts that they were like, "I will never speak of this ever again." Because there was a lot of drama that happened while they were down right. there, and a lot of th- you know, like they went through so many like survival uh, mode. Exactly, they yeah. went to survival mode, and um, and they they chose not to speak about it, but they also didn't want them to sign certain things. Just it just because certain people tried to gain their rights or, mm-hmm. or just or pay certain one like they, they try to pay mario for for yeah they wanted for like their story. story yeah exactly so that's what they're like don't probably that's what they mean like don't, don't sign any papers uh regarding that yeah because and to this day they're still trying to get they never got paid for it yeah they yeah. never received anything for it now the the other thing that people and that's that you know a lot of people that's what they were saying that well uh, they spoke about having extramarital affairs and illegitimate illegitimate yeah. children <laughs> like stuff that could potentially you know life. ruin their family life. Yeah. However, and the, who's awesome? The guy who plays the guy who had like the wife and the mistress is uh, <laughs> Oscar Nunez from the from the Office. You know, uh-huh. uh, he plays yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that 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 minor. However. I must say, I did find that a, a, a bit interesting. Um, 
You know, because I think we've all, heard, you know, there's been plenty of survival stories, but I can't recall if any of them were asked. Oh, granted, the circumstances could have been oh, different. You. But what, the other thing was that it, it happened during a time where it, it wasn't the only mining accident. Around that time, there were yeah. different, you know, even here in the U.S., we had like one or two yeah. where, you know, miners get caught. Uh, uh, you know, uh, while they're working and they get, you know, buried alive practically. While we were shooting the week right before I left, um, just this is like two, three weeks ago, five miners died in an, in an accident. What? Yeah. Wow. And it happens like all the time. All the, all the time. Yeah. All right. So here's the other conspiracy. And for all our friends who know about the Freemasons and the Illuminati, they're going to dig this one. Ooh. Obviously, I've there were 33 miners. Now, 33 is a very symbolic number mm-hmm. in numerology and stuff like that. In Freemasonry, 33 is the highest level or the highest degree you can achieve in the Scottish Rite. So a lot of people, you know, as soon as they heard the number 33, that's the first thing, the first thing that clicked uh, in their mind. De- 33 degrees. Yeah, the Mason. 33 degree. Um, yeah, now, I'm going to read you a little expert, excerpt here by Manly P. Hall, who uh, is a pretty renowned writer of, uh, of these kind of uh, teachings. Uh, and I quote, for example, consider the number 33. The first temple of Solomon stood for 33 years in its uh, pristine splendor. At the end of that time, it was pillaged by the Egyptian king. And finally, it was completely destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. And the people of Jerusalem were led into captivity to Babylon. Uh, now, it goes on into like the history of uh, King David and the symbology behind it. So that's where the number 33 begins to take shape in this kind of numerology circle. Here's the next one. The date of the start of the rescue is also significant because it happened on uh, October 13th, 10, which in numbers is 10, 13, 10. If you add 10, 13, 10, it equals math majors, 10 plus 13 plus 10. 33. There you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right? Now, the other thing that That's they point out, yeah, that, wait, no, it gets yeah. better. Yeah. It gets better. Um, the other thing they point out is that NASA went down there, right? Which everybody was scratching their heads. is like, since when does NASA worry about yeah. going to dig people out? They took this capsule called the Phoenix. Yeah, the Phoenix. Exactly. Right? The yeah. Phoenix. Which, it's a, it's a bird that uh, rises from the ashes of the fire. Right? It's a symbolic of rebirth. Right? So, people are saying that, well, the Phoenix, which has a, a lot of meaning in, uh, in occult symbols, why was this thing used? Um, just to read a little bit, another um, quote here. In the mysteries, it was customary to refer to initiates as phoenixes, or men who had been born again, for just as physical birth gives man consciousness in the physical world, so the neophyte, after uh, nine degrees in the womb of the ma- mysteries, was born into a consciousness of the spiritual world. Now, a lot of people found it interesting that when they were broadcasting the rescue, the announcer said, oh, these men are being reborn. So a lot of people were, you know, connecting those kind of dots. Now, here's the other thing. Uh, guess how many days it took to drill the hole to save them? It took, uh, I, don't, I don't remember. What, 33 remember. days. Did it? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, my friend. That's so interesting. Okay, this is. Wait a minute. You listen. Like one I of should the, know that fact. One of the, thing, one on of the things is I don't believe in coincidences, per se. You know? But when I, I see too many things that yeah. kind of connect, I, I kind of scratch my head, and I'm like, there might be something else going yeah. on here. Check this one out. Um, 
The first note sent by the miners. Do you know this one? Yes. What was the note? Uh, the <coughs> first note was that we're all, uh, we're all, it's us 33 are all alive. Yeah, they're yeah. all okay. Were there yeah. only it's 33 an, down there? Were there some that? There was 33 exactly that down so, there. Yeah. And there were 32 from Chile and one from Bolivia. From Bolivia, right? exactly. Yeah. Okay, so check this out. So that note in Spanish is written, Estamos bien en el refugio los 33. Yeah. Which it's translated as all 33 of us are in the shelter or safely in the shelter. In Spanish, guess how many characters that sentence is? S33? 33. No. Weird. Oh, yeah. That's kind of awesome. That's weird. Right? Right there. My, right? Uh, I wasn't for it until right now. You know now. what's so funny? I was telling Ernie right before this, they, I've, I've worked on, like, uh, on different films, and mm-hmm. I, 33 is one of my favorite numbers, right? Really? And on a film, a little indie movie I, I, I did called <coughs> Love Conquered, um, I mean, I played basketball, and the director gave me a jersey was 33 my numerology my my life path number for numerology is mm-hmm. 33 really yeah and so it was like albert einstein john lennon all these people so they uh, that's interesting right yeah, yeah. wow yeah that's <laughs> so uh the summary is just that that the 33 miners uh who were trapped for 69 days in the depths of darkness of the underground were lifted one by one on october 13th uh, 2010, in a device called the Phoenix, a creature representative of occult initiation to the light of day, as they say, ex tenebris lux, from darkness to light. Now, the other thing that people found interesting, and I, I kind of, yeah, I, ha- I must admit that this was odd, was as soon as they got out, they were handed T-shirts, right? Yeah, they were, yeah. Right, and it said, uh, 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 gracias, señor, thank you, Lord, in Spanish. What's interesting is that uh, if people are familiar with the Chilean flag, it has a star, right? Like yeah. an upward star. The T-shirts, like the, the, the star is inverted, so it looks like a pentagram. Mm-hmm. Really? And yeah. there were 33 shirts. I just and there were 33 shirts. <laughs> 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 and they had to make 33 shirts. Who, who gave those shirts out? Who knows? But they show yeah. the pictures. Some guy with a pitchfork. <laughs> some some <laughs> very smart marketing uh, student, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, what? So, so it was a pentagram that they had on? Well, uh, you know, once you flip that star oh, upside oh, down, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. it becomes a pentagram, right. you know, with oh, the two yeah. points so the, up. the shirts were misprinted upside down? Uh, probably. It could have been an error. Could have been in it. But, no, but, but like, I mean, the other looks, pictures of it, you can see the. Oh, yeah, no, I'm looking at the picture right now. Like, uh, if people, one of my favorite websites, and this is actually where I got a lot of the information, it's uh, Vigilant Citizen. They do great, uh, uh, you know, little exposés on some of these uh, stories uh, in, in, in mainstream media and dissect it in, in a way that. I gotta check that out. Yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting. So Vigilant if you go to, Citizen? Yeah, and okay. that's where you can find this information. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's like far reaching. It's like, why would they right. do like some kind of weird ritual in Chile? Yeah. And this is where things began to get even scarier. A lot of people believe that there is a completely different uh, race of beings that inhabit the inside of our planet. Yeah. There is uh, the, the, the is famous like the, theory. The reptilian yeah. talk and all that. Yeah. yeah. Now, there's people that say that even the Garden of Eden is inside planet Earth. And that when God no, cast out Adam and Eve, he cast them to the surface, you know, where they would be like subject to sunlight and, you know, their skin mm-hmm. would, you know, and all that was like the punishment for, uh, for their sin. Uh, so there have been, I can't tell you how many uh, stories of people that claim that they worked in, you know, um, secret government projects 
you know, building these underground bases and that they, they find entities down there. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh, one I saw of that one with the guy with the, the melted hand. He has like yeah, Philip Schneider. Yeah. That's the guy you're talking about. Wait, Wait, that's happened? a cool video before you fall asleep. Philip, fall Philip, asleep. <laughs> cool <laughs> little YouTube uh, thing to calm you down. Wait, really? what is Philip, he? Look Philip Schneider. I'll give you the link after the show. Yes, I'm all. Uh, I'm all he uh, he claims that he worked. He was in the in the army, yeah. and they were working in these underground bases, and they were digging, you know, to expand. And then they knocked this wall down, and these tall gray aliens were there. They get into a fight, like firefight, and that's how he loses his hand. It's all and, melt- a- and it's all melted. It's yeah. all like deformed. Now, what's crazy is that when he started speaking about this publicly a few, uh, you know, I, a few years later, I think I, I don't have my chron- chronologic, you know, facts correct as to when it happened, but he was found dead in his apartment by a catheter. No. Yeah, wrapped around his ab- neck. And there were like ten. No, it was, uh, he had six or it was like four, four or five or something like, or maybe even more. I'm just even narrow, like bringing it even down. But yeah, he like, apparently he had like assassination attempts and burglaries. And yeah. even in the, the main video or whatever he's talking about, he's basically like, um, you know, uh, you know, people are out to get me, blah, blah, blah. They're going to say, I'm going to kill myself. And then like two years later or whatever, it's yeah. like, he's like found, he, hung he told his family that the, he would never commit suicide. suicide. Oh yeah. And he's, it's like really interesting cause he's got, um, yeah, his hands like half melted. And he says because he was like electrocuted by something. But the story he gives is very. Um, I mean, out of all the things I've seen, a lot. I mean, there's a lot of you know. Yeah, there's stuff, all types. But, of, but yeah. this one, I would say, this one, I would say, was definitely like my top two or three of like things that like go on the internet that'll make you go like, yeah, hmm, what's up with this? Yeah, and he's right. even got um, he was talking about saying that like they would find um, like apples and like oranges, or, like just like petrified pieces of fruit made of agate, which is basically something can only be made of agate if it's there's a nuclear blast. So if it's that low on the earth, it basically means that like there could have been like either like some sort of nuclear blast, whether it was us or technology or space or just nature. But now what's interesting, and I don't know if you, if you heard about this one, that apparently the only things missing from his apartment were all his notes and paperwork regarding the stuff that he would talk about. So people believe that, you know, the government has something to do with it. However, the stories of scary minds are not just limited to, you know, recent history. In 1945, my friends, uh, there was uh, an incident at the Velba Mine in Kentucky. And I'm going to read you a little history about this. It says, in December 1945, an explosion at the Belva Mine in uh, Fort Mile, Kentucky, killed many miners and left a handful of survivors trapped. These survivors, survivors were eventually rescued and subsequently stated in interviews that at one point during their ordeal, a door, quote-unquote, somehow opened in the rock wall and a man dressed as a lumberjack, quote-unquote, or telephone lineman, stepped out to reassure everyone that they would be rescued. The mystery man then went back into this well-lit room, closed the opening behind them, and was gone. Now, the source of, the, of this interview uh, is uh, usually attributed to uh, newspapers from December 1981 to uh, January 1982. Now, there's a lot of you know, controversy whether this was just a, a fictionalized account or what have you, but a lot of people believe that this just backs up the theory that there is more going on under the surface under of the our, surface our, of our planet than yeah. we are let on. Now, there was another interesting case. Uh, I want to see if I can find it here. Uh, by a gentleman uh, named Richard Shaver. Now, uh, he became popular because he sent his story to uh, this old 
uh, um, publication, uh, post-World War II, where he describes uh, these weird creatures that inhabit under our planet. And he goes into detail how, how these things are very uh, evil and they like to, you know, when people go missing is because, you know, these things kidnap surfers, dwellers, and they take them back and do all these kind of crazy things. And it kind of backs up with like Phyllis Schneider says, you know, that there's this whole other world of these uh, entities down there. Now, because of these theories that have been circulating for years, when the minor thing happened and people started connecting all these dots of the number 33 and all this oh, Masonic right. stuff, they're like, what if, you know, they were working, they knocked down some wall, they found something, and that's the only reason NASA would go over there and have anything to do with it. Because apparently they set up like a little tent city nearby as they were trying to rescue them. Yeah. And, you know, people, uh, you know, that were there report seeing, you know, the, your typical like suited up government you know, dudes walking around and stuff like that. Uh, so the belief is that maybe these miners bumped into something, and that's why they were uh, asked to sign oh, an agreement I saying see. that they won't talk about the first 17 days. Because hmm. the other I thing... I met a lot of them. I should have... Right? Now I want to go back and ask them. Like, oh, <laughs> I know. Should have done this show yeah, before right. going. But... Um, because the other thing that people were surprised is that when they got out, they said, well, they, they look pretty, you know, in, in good, you know, for the, the most part, in well, good health. Yeah, right? well, they were sent down, like, once the... Once they found the, them. They, they were sending down medicine, food, But those water. 17 days, yeah. the first 17 days, 33 people, how much food do you think there was down there? There too? was only enough for, so like, uh, like a, a week's or a couple of days. Or something like, like four hot days. chocolate and, powder and, like... Yeah, they had tuna and, like, crackers and, like, stuff like that. And it was only for a couple of days. And they literally and apparently they rationed it. Like, what yeah. I was reading is that they ate every other day. Like, they, they ate yeah. one day, didn't eat the next day. And that's kind of, like, the explanation. However, people believe that there is more than meets the eye. And that's why these gentlemen weren't in that bad of a shape after 17 days of not being hmm. found. Ernie, you look it's thoughtful there. I never seen You're you this, this You're thoughtful. me. Yeah. Is that what's going on? Yeah. But I don't think, I mean, mind you, I, uh, I mean, I don't, like, I don't know how much I believe in the whole, like, that's why, like, NASA was there. But I do know that, I mean, but NASA has this whole department for, like, yeah, because uh, yeah, our makeup guy for Paranormal Activity, um, he was the, I'll, I'll tell the story, because, um, and one of his best friends runs, like, the Coast to Coast uh, thing. So mm-hmm. he, um, he was the, ma- Jeff Lewis, he was the makeup guy for, um, for the Star Trek series, right? Okay. And he worked on it for like almost a decade. And part whenever NASA would send out astronauts on a mission, when mm-hmm. they would come back, they would like receive like awesome gifts. And one of the gifts that they would receive is like, oh, a trip to Los Angeles, and you get to visit the Star Trek set at Paramount Studios and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of them were huge fans of the show, mm-hmm. so Jeff in like, and he has no reason to lie, and he's just like, no, dude. He goes, the the astronauts were were so open because they would come with escorts each one uh, mm-hmm. and he goes whenever like we were just hanging out like me like i was talking to them i would ask them like hey so have you guys ever experienced anything or seen anything and they were so open to like giving stories like oh no for sure he's like yeah we see stuff all the time we have things we have footage of things blah blah that has its whole department hmm. just dedicated to like wow. ufo and alien life mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. and um and he was saying how one one of the stories specifically, I wish he was here so he could tell you, but I remember one of the astronauts said that literally it lasted for a minute, like for four minutes, it's like ship just 
like hovered over them, shined like this giant light on them, and then mm-hmm. just literally <laughs> took off. And it was they were just sitting there for like five minutes, and they're like, hey, "What's going on?" Da, da, da. Yeah. Now there's there's a possible explanation as to why NASA, or at least this is the explanation that NASA gave as to why they would be in Chile. Believe it or not, as you said, NASA has different departments. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a group in NASA that is in charge of uh, trying to figure out if life can be sustained in Mars, oh. and they have found that underground caverns such as these mines have very similar conditions to the Martian terrain. Yeah. So they were trying so supposedly they were trying to like figure out like oh you know can oh. can we inhabit Mars. Yeah. Which is still a pretty crazy reason to be uh in Chile. Yeah. And rather convenient timing. But uh I mean it seems like it, they managed to uh help these miners so you know maybe wasn't maybe all that could nefarious. be nefarious yeah, reason of interest. But um now Obviously, the question arises is like, why do, you know, if this is all true, why do uh, a, a ritual, quote unquote, of this magnitude, right? And a lot of people say, well, it was a diversion, you know, they always create some kind of an event to hide what's really going on behind yeah. the scenes, oh, right? Yeah. So that's one of them, uh, which, I mean, it could happen. I always question, you know, when something, for example, like Malaysia, happens you know it's like well are they maybe like just trying to get our attention focus on this and maybe like not think about russia <laughs> what's happening oh, that's or true. something yeah, a lot right of that could be like uh, you know kind of yeah like entertainment we haven't found the plane yet and yeah. uh our and and we're like uh, uh yeah we're like a, a phone call away from like nuclear meltdown with the russians or something But, you know, some people believe that happened. Other people believe that it's all plan of the new world order which is a, a big one in conspiracy circles, oh, right? right yes. That this was their way of showing, you know, of, of actually putting in the collective subconscious the number 33 and rebirth and all of these subliminal messages that can be uh, uh, extracted from this whole ordeal, which could be possible. I mean, some people say that it's a perfect example of how much power the media has to just, like, flood you know, uh, or dictate what the trends are going to be with people. You know, it's like, okay, we're all focused on this event right now. And then it's like, okay, that's over. Now let's all focus on this event right now, you know. Yeah. So it it could be a little bit of that. And, uh, you know, with with all the recent developments and controversy with the NSA, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying that we are moving into that one world government with no privacy. You know, it's funny. I was reading that Jimmy Carter refuses to use email. Really? Yeah, and Parker's, I'm sure he doesn't know how to use it. (laughs) That's why I didn't even know he's alive till now. (laughs) Right? But the reason is because he says, because the NSA reads everything. Of course, yeah. So you have a former president of the United States saying he doesn't trust the internet because the NSA is like watching every move you make on there. Mm. So that should make you wonder. You know, and a lot of people ask me, like, well, what's so bad about that? I'm like, well, I think privacy, yeah, Yeah. privacy is a huge issue. Like, I don't have to be a drug dealer or a higher assassin, you know, like to, to, and it doesn't mean that I'm hiding something, but I think I'm entitled to have a private life, right? So this whole NSA scandal thing, I mean, it's, it's definitely interesting. And like I said, when you put things in light of, uh, you know, these kind of like what some people consider conspiracies, it almost makes you wonder, like, are people really, like the people that believe this, are they really crazy or, do, or are they on right, to something? Right, exactly, you know? yeah. So uh, that is a, a bit of um, conspiracy history uh, regarding to, uh, to minds. 
Now, when you were filming this, uh, these scenes, you're not claustrophobic, are you? No, well, I wasn't in the mines. Uh, I mean, they got, they, they, but they were shooting in an actual mine. It was a salt mine in Colombia. And the condition, they had to, actually, they had to walk out mm-hmm. um, every, I think, two or three hours to get fresh air because, so, like, the air uh, within the mine wasn't, like, healthy to breathe yeah. for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were, I mean, one guy, uh, Mario Casas, he got super sick. He got, not pneumonia, but he got, like, like really bad bronchitis. Uh, because they were sweating under there, mm-hmm. and then they kept on getting. Um, it was it. They were, they were sweating, mm-hmm. but then it would get really cold, and they were getting sprayed to like look like they were. So it was supposed to be really. Oh, hot. you're just giving them the money. Yeah, basically. and so a lot of them got sick. Um, but my, all my scenes were outside of the mine. Yeah. Okay. Because that was part of the rescue process. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought so you were. And, the, and uh, I shot in Chile, outside of an actual mine, right by where it actually happened, just like about like 20 miles from there, mm-hmm. and they. Um, Right outside of a like a, a mine, yeah, that they built. Nice. Now we have uh, uh, someone in the chat with knowledge of Freemasonry. I'll say that much. And Ooh, they said nice. that my grandpa was a Freemason. No That's way. Right. Yeah, great or like great. I don't know he was super old, and I think he adopted my grandma. Really, he ate a lot of vegetables, and he died at 105. And wow, I remember he, like I don't have a lot of memories of him because I met the guy maybe like four times. Yeah. I need to do some like ancestry stuff online, but yeah, he had like a ring, and I was like, oh cool, what's that ring? And he's like, you know, I'm like a 33 good stonemason but nice the dude was like i didn't know him that well but like he seemed like the most like he lived in the desert ate canned vegetables every day hmm. um like never drank a drop of alcohol never smoked anything like just pretty much like was alive for 105 years like in the <clears throat> desert and wow he just you know so i don't know he didn't seem he was just kind of like a god-fearing simple guy right kind mm-hmm. of vibe one of you the uh, also maybe i'll talk about it later the I came across these DVDs through my cousin, uh, or it was, it was actually someone that left the Brotherhood because there's the mm-hmm. Brotherhood, the Skull and Bones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Illuminati. So they, um, and it's basically one of the very first thing he teaches, um, and he's he's recording it from this like huge mansion in Aspen, uh, was how we should be eating as nature intended. Like that's the mm-hmm. very first thing they teach because, in reality, everything they teach within within. The Illuminati, from what I've learned from like mm-hmm. all the research I've done, is really uh, wisdom and knowledge that every human should have on Earth because we're designed in a certain way mm-hmm. to be able to manifest our our, yeah. our realities, and so we're like co-creating our realities with whatever we call like the universe or like this energy source that you know creates life, and so um, but they do it in a way <clears throat> where they train the mind mm-hmm. to a way where you can't think otherwise, and the thing is. The bad part about it is that there's people at the very top that are very manipulative, and mm-hmm. it's like basically they're eating up all the resources, and they're like they're it's literally once you get power hungry, that's well, what fucks up the whole yeah, system. Well, it's, it's funny because and you keep that knowledge for certain groups. Have you heard of the Georgia Guidestones? No. Is it? Well, they, there's these huge stones. They're, they're just these uh, uh, where I believe it's like in five or seven languages. They literally. Uh, describe the plan of quote unquote the new world order, including, and I think this is point number one, to reduce the population to something like 500,000, like a very yeah, low a, number. So, I mean, I can kind of see what, what you're saying, but real quick before I forget, on the uh, chat room, we have uh, uh, somebody that, you know, dabbles a little bit with Freemasons. I'm trying to get him to give me the inside oh, scoop. Oh, yeah, for sure. But he, uh, he brought something to my attention that reminded me of this little list I had uh, here on the side. 
that October 13th is very significant historically because, check this out, and this is what he, uh, he, uh, he said that reminded me of it, that on October 13th, 1307, the Knights Templar were arrested, a date that would be remembered as Friday the 13th, and is where this bad luck, luck notion comes from. So obviously the Knights Templars are oh. like the ones that are you know, attributed with creating this kind of secret society, et cetera, et cetera. But it doesn't stop there. On October 13th, 1792, the first stone for the construction of the White House was placed by the master mason, George Washington. And this is really interesting because if you, want, if you see paintings like portraits of that moment, George Washington is dressed in full um, mason regalia. Like he has the apron with like the, the compass and, you know, it's totally full of Masonic symbolism. There's a square and compass on the side. And yeah, he's putting the, uh, the, the first stone to uh, build the White House there. Now, wow. on October 13th, 1843... Uh, the B'nai B'erth, uh, which is a Jew order, was founded in New York. Now, this is one of those little secret societies. Also, on October 13th, this time in 1917, supposedly 70,000 people witnessed the Fatima Virgin's miracle of the sun, where the sun, is said, uh, came to earth and was born again. And the last one on the list is that October 13th, 1972, the Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571 crashed on, uh, in the Andes. Well, bless you, sir. Excuse me. So there have been some interesting things happening yeah, on October 13th. Granted, that, you know, you could argue that, well, you Any know, if you day, go back, you yeah. Something, but that's yeah. really, but that's it reminds me things, of yeah. um, May 1st. A lot of stuff happened on May 1st. May 1st, 1776, that's when the Illuminati was founded. Really? Yeah. And May 1st, 2003 or four, possibly five, but I know it was on May 1st. George uh, George Bush gave the speech of mission accomplished, which wasn't true because we obviously continue Uh, to have war. (laughs) But not just that, May 1st was when uh, Barack Obama addressed the the nation to announce that bin Laden had been killed. Really? Yeah. So a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. When you start kind of digging through uh, yeah. through history, you find that a lot of significant things seem to happen. Now, because these this secret society is so uh, uh, you know uh, infatuated with numbers, uh, that's why a lot yeah. of people dig through and and make these connections. And like I said, yeah, the number thirty three and they you know was it Reagan's wife too? Like big into numerology, like she had a like a. A numerologist doctor with well, I, I believe yeah, uh, Reagan's. What was Reagan's psychics. full name? Yeah, his middle name. I don't uh, know. But uh, his first, middle, and last name. Each letter, it, it each contains six letters. So a lot of people used to say <laughs> that he was like the devil. Another uh, another crazy fact about uh, Miss Reagan. Uh huh. She invented Captain Planet, or was like the idea created. No, that's awesome. Also, I heard that somewhere. I'm pretty sure that's true. She did what? That's she, the, like, I guess she was like the creator one, like for Captain Planet, you know? Captain yeah. Planet Captain Planet and the, the what? And the and something it, like, of the future? Wind. It was like what, fire, basically Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Not the band, but like the, the rings. Yeah. And then Love, you know? And they, they get the powers, you know? Ronald uh, Wilson Reagan. There you go. That's your 666. Hopefully there's no Republicans in the house. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I know that there's I certain... Like my friend's mom uh, is like a big numerologist, and she... She she gives readings to like your individual path. So like basically like there's certain times, like say like she when gives businessmen like, to, like like advice or like you know it gives gives them readings saying like this is the day you should make this happen. Or don't this do anything. Day, yeah, because yeah. this is not where energetically for 
where the earth is and blah 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 it's like very specific mm -hmm. because numbers is like the one thing that's so like you could break down anything down to numbers yeah and, and yeah, it's yeah. so specific do you do you find that, like do you find <laughs> that with your your career just work like for obviously like you're an actress so you've you got to find gigs and find your own work but yeah. i'll find that every it's almost like to me i always see i always say like everything comes and goes in waves so like yeah, there's always is, an up where it's, it's like, like man, i got another gig i'm getting paid more i'm getting paid more i'm getting paid more and then it stops and then you're like you know you're like why is it nothing happening and then it picks up again and you kind of realize it's it's like yeah it's like almost like a riding the wave of like connections and interactions and like meetings and things that go through in your life like yeah yeah totally it's all like in in cycles really yeah it, it happens yeah well it's so. funny because i'm i'm reading even this now that uh apparently that the week uh when it was made public that the uh, miners were still alive uh -huh. guess what week that was what we? The 33rd week of the year. No, no, it wasn't. No, it yeah, wasn't. Right shut, up. shut up. Shut up. I get it. You know, shut up. I have to send this uh, podcast to like uh, the director. Right? Yeah, it's a producer and everyone because they'll be like, what? Yeah. Uh, uh, and it, then you'll disappear. Now, these. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Jorge's going to come up missing. Yeah. <laughs> this one I would have to corroborate because now, now I feel like this, this might be reaching a little bit. But they said that the register. Uh, for the miners to be, uh, the time register for the miners to be taking an ambulance to the Copia Copiapo, Copiapo, yeah, this is hospital is of 33 minutes. Oh, like the time wait. registered, like you, you know, um, that it's about exact around that no, time. How, really. from where where they were to uh -huh. where the hospital is at. Up. It's about it's about a 25 to 40 minute drive, so I can see that happening. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. October 9th was the 33rd day of excavation, and uh, here is when they reached the shelter and started rescuing the miners. Yeah. And, oh, oh, okay. Well, do what you will with this bit of information. The rescue officially lasted for 22 hours, 54 minutes, and 11 seconds, which is also 22 plus 5 plus 4 plus 1 plus 1. That equals no. 33. Ah, dude, I got to wait. Yeah. Uh, seriously, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look all this stuff up. I mean, like, I gotta send it to them too, cause it, I think they'll be fascinated by it. it, it I'm telling you, it's like once you start kind of digging into this stuff, it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of coincidences, you know. Um, whether you believe that there's some kind of cosmic destiny or something, or you know that there is some kind of balance in existence, and that you know, like you said, everything can be breaking down into numbers. I mean, that could be true, but. Um, uh, I think we would all, all agree that this is uh, this is interesting to say the least. That all of these things happen around the number 33 in regards to to the miners. So there's some research for the people at home if they want to check it out. Yeah. So when is the 33 coming the 33, out? The 33. There's not a specific date release date now, but then they stay, they plan to have it uh, out by the end of the year. Lisa. Now yeah. I know that you also do some uh, voiceover acting, and uh, I mean you 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 do your fair share of work. I was looking at your IMDb page. Why don't you tell me some of the the, the stuff that you worked on that that you're particularly fond of? Oh well, the I mean I love doing voiceover stuff. The one the the last project I worked on was Grand Theft Auto Five, and nice. I didn't even know it was Grand Theft Auto Five. Really? I didn't even get a free game out of it. Ah, oh. Rockstar Video Games. You can send that my way if you right? hear this. Oh, we it was under the code name uh fire firestorm really and, yeah the code name everything has a damn code name but then they the <laughs> firestorm was a code name i got booked on it and then usually i get this the sides in advance you know like mm -hmm. the, the character breakdown what i'm gonna read and i just showed up and they were just like here you go man 
So that like a good are you group a character? of guys. Are you, are you like random a, voices? A random or? voices of a bunch of mainly I guess if you drive through bicycles. East Los Santos, you'll see. I, I've been, I haven't even played it that much. I've played it at my little cousin's house, and I'm like just driving, like running people. And you hear your voice. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? Say something to me, man. <laughs> I just shoot at them. But I did that, and then I was working on um, on a PBS uh, interactive series called uh, that got nominated for an Emmy. Oh really? Called uh, Oh Noah. And it's, uh, it's really cute. It's adorable. I play like a little 10-year-old boy who uh, it's so that it could teach, teach Spanish to kids and vice versa. If like kids only know uh, Spanish, you teach mm-hmm. them English. Mm-hmm. And little, uh, little 10-year-old boy who goes to his grandma's, uh, they don't specify the country, like <coughs> Latin America. Nah. And he's like, uh, he's like, what, mom? He, I mean, like grandma. He's like, I don't Like the grandma would be like, Mijo, me traes el martillo. He's like, martillo. He's like, I don't understand, Grandma. And then he's like, Mijo, venga, venga. You know, so he gets into all these crazy adventures. And the little tagline is, how did I ever get into this mess? And he's like hanging from a tree, like in the jungles, because he doesn't understand the language. And then at the end, he's like, oh, martillo, hammer. Oh. It's, it's really cute, though. Now in Paranormal so Activity, nice. you, yeah. you got to work uh you know behind the camera if you will within <laughs> yeah. the film but that wasn't the only your only venture to to uh be a director of sorts uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about this thing you just did with uh um uh, oh, no yeah. we just uh we, my character became the director for an episode uh we're shooting a music video but it's uh, i'm working on the second season of isos high which is uh, uh a hulu exclusive series and uh, it's a lot of fun it's like a, your your uh 90210 Gossip Girl meets East LA. It's in hood. It's a soap opera, man. It's like a soap opera. It is. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a drama. It's a teenage drama. Uh, and also behind it all, it's like uh, they, they give all this like good sex advice. And not sex advice. I mean, so like, I should say things to up to enlighten the, the youth the about youth, teenage you give, pregnancy. You give the advice. Right? I actually give the advice. We Pull have, out, kids. There's a little like, <laughs> spin-off on like, the East Coast High website for my character gives love and dating and relationship advice. Who's like, And my character on the show is like this little hornball. He's like 18 years old. He's like this self-proclaimed like, sex machine. But in reality, mm-hmm. he's like all talk, you know? Mm-hmm. And he, um, he gives relationship advice on Ask Polly. Mm-hmm. And so this season, they t- we talk about pubes. We talk about, and I'm talking to this puppet called Pube Trisha. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So they brought it up. I was like, dude, you got to have my own little stage. And so we talk about porn, STDs, all types. So we were giving sex education, but in a really fun way from like, it's coming from like, like people their age, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like young people giving other friends like sex useful advice. information. Yeah, and we got our <laughs> we got a sponsor this year with like oh for my little ass poly. It's like a it's a, this vegan organic condom called Sustain. It's gonna it's gonna <laughs> yeah, vegan gonna launch, organic. Condom. Yeah, nice. they're gonna launch during the summer. That would have saved yeah. some relationships, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, you're not putting meat in your mouth. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That was wrong. That was so wrong. This is, this is a family show, family show, family yeah. show, family show. Uh, all right. So, uh, Paranormal Activity coming out on DVD. DVD. Well, first, uh, digital. Uh, digital. Digital download. Uh, on the 25th, which is 25th. Tuesday. Two days from now. And I believe you guys are going to be live tweeting. Like, I guess they're trying yes. to get everybody to hit play at 7 p.m. Pacific That's time. Exactly. And you guys are, uh, you, Andrew, and, um, and Gabrielle, Gabrielle, and then and Renee Victor, who plays uh, the grandma uh, in the movie. Who's, oh, um, she was great. Who was Lupita, the housekeeper from Weeds. You know, she, Oh, that's, that's right. the actress. That's oh, her. Oh, yeah. my God. She's I didn't an realize awesome that. lady, dude. She's so cool. Maybe we should invite uh, Lupita. 
Do she we, looks like she can party. I'll no, tell you oh, that. Oh, she does. She gets down, and she is like a little diva. I mean, not like in a bad way, but yeah. she like she she dresses so cool. Like she, she walks on set, and I'm like, damn, Renee. I'm like, you look good. She's like in her. She's like, oh, watch it, baby. She's like, mm. <laughs> she has like Dolce and Gabbana shoes, like these nice. cool jackets, like Valentino guys. I'm like, dude, you look like cool as hell. I want my grandma to look like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Tuesday, if people want to want to uh, download uh, Paranormal Activity and join the live live tweeting. Yes, that's right going to be happening on Tuesday, uh-huh. Pacific, Pacific uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then uh, the DVD is going to be released the next day. Oh, no, it actually uh, gets released on Tuesday. Oh, it gets released Tuesday, on Tuesday March as well. 25th. Okay. Yeah, right. And then yes. Saturday, Saturday, the big event, the big screening in Santa Ana. So um, if you're yes. in the L.A., Orange County area, come on and down. And even if you're not, just drive over here. Oh, exactly. yeah. Check it out, people. Yeah. Don't be shy. Worth it. Exactly. I was once like you, just looking up aliens and stuff on YouTube, and then, you know, and I'm on the other side. Right? Don't nice. be shy. Um, be brave. Exactly. And then uh, the Blu-ray will come out in April. April 8th with all April these 8th. awesome extended Which scenes. I really want to check stuff. out. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm dying to check it out, too, because there's so much to be. We might have to do, do a screening show. in Ernie's little theater room of that. Yeah, we'll that. About Can that. we do that? Gonna, yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, because I want to see all the behind-the-scenes stuff, man, because I'm all about all that crazy, nutty paranormal normal scary stuff i kind of wanted to see more footage of where you guys were like joking around like before anything bad happens you know just like the, <laughs> like it's kind of like this like that age where every kid like goes, goes to their jackass like self yeah right and there's a stage. bunch of scenes in regards to that that didn't like make it and so i hope they actually add it as part of the extended scenes i hope I didn't, I didn't hear my favorite line though oh the like what would i say <laughs> i was like er- ernie's favorite line is like it sounds like someone getting fucked. <laughs> like when we hear the moaning. <laughs> that would be Ernie's favorite line. I can. That makes sense. And of course, be on the lookout for the 33 coming yes. out later this year. Yes. And uh, it should be an interesting movie. And now that people know all these crazy facts, right? We'll see. Uh, we'll see what the movie if it'll give us any insights into the craziness. Mm. Uh, quickly before we go, why don't we do a quick round robbing of where people can uh, get their uh, social media on with you guys, Ernie? Hauntedoc.com, uh, Haunted Orange on Facebook and uh, on Twitter, Haunted Orange County, and. At I am Jorge Diaz, I A M J O R G E D I A Z on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Adam Lasher, A D A M L A S H E R, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Wah, 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 wah. Nice. And as always, I'm Engineer Frank on Twitter, West of the Rockies on Facebook. And tonight, we're going to go out with a little music what by you, Mr. What do you want to play? You know, uh, we could do, we, you were talking about Donnie Darko earlier. Uh-huh. That was kind of be an appropriate. Uh, Segway song, yeah. Into our okay, I'm down for whatever it's, sir. You do your thing. Worn out places, worn out faces Bright and early for the daily races Going nowhere, going nowhere The kids are filling up their glasses But there's no expression, 
no expression Tell my teacher what's my lesson Finding kind of funny, I find it kind of sad. The dreams of which I'm dying are the best I've ever had. I find it hard to tell you, and I find it hard to take. People run in circles, it's a very, very mad world. Mad world. for sticking around and uh, joining us here in West of the Rockies. Thank you, Ernie, Jorge, Adam. It has been a lot of fun. Sayonara. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Be safe. God bless. Don't do anything too crazy. We want you back next Sunday night for another dose of craziness. We'll see you. Good night. Transmitting to the world from Swing House Studios in Hollywood. This is Independent FM.